Hey, Sora, stop talking. Talk about noise. Kingdom Hearts recap podcast that finished recapping Kingdom Hearts and is now doing The World Ends With You, because fuck it, I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe. How are you, Joe? You know, I'm okay. I think it's interesting that The World Ends With You in 2007, 2008 introduced us to world lines, (laughs) and now we're all, you know, we're flipping our shit, we're yelling about all these things, and uh, it's it's been in front of us the whole time. I I love this. Uh, I do too. I love all the dialogue of this fucking day. <laughs> it's it's great, and I am I am genuinely sad that we will not be able to do all of it. Do you want to give people an idea of what happens? Like just a yeah. It's there's there's some stuff that I where we both watched the same video for for this one. Shout out to Ufotoma Gaming. Uh, was it what was it? Is that I'm saying it right? I think it's Yamatufa. Yamatufa. I'm thinking of the place from Skies of Arcadia, uh, which is eerily similar. But he, we, since we both watched that, I imagine we will do the, the Pork City stuff last. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of reveals some things subtly. Yeah. Uh, and we also have the Seeker reports to do. I don't know where you want to start, but... Um, the, well, the most, we start with the most important, which is the... The Tin Pin subplot. Okay, then yes. Uh, we'll start with another day, which is a day that you unlock when you beat the game. It just kind of tells you at the start, like, hey, this is this is how things could have gone. This is like an alternate reality in which... An Elseworld. Yeah. And uh, they definitely won't re-change re, like, the can- canon of that later. But yeah, there's some interesting things that happen. It opens up out the gate with Neku... Saying a quick prayer. Yeah, like he prays to the Lord. <laughs> he says, dear Lord, let today kick ass. Which is amazing. So this is, a, yeah, this is an alternate timeline, an alternate Neku. It's, it's, I mean, it really is like a world line. And I think that's yeah, kind of, uh, I, I guess the language didn't exist in 2007. But I think retroactively, I think we can view it that way. Sure. I mean, I, I just see it as like, see, it's tough because like, the tin pin stuff is definitely portrayed as like completely joke non-canon stuff. Um Yes, 100%. And then just later they tack on some details. Is really what it is. Right. Um so what happens here is this is a Naku who uh all of the emo urges within him, he his words, not mine. You're quote Yeah, you're quoting the text. He says must contain emo urges. <laughs> I <laughs> I had seen that screenshot before and forgotten about uh-huh. it. So th- it's a good one. This is a version of Neku who has suppressed those urges uh, and is just really into Tin Pin Slammer, as is everyone in this universe. Mm-hmm. He does a slam off tournament. Uh, he gets to the finals, but right before the, uh, I guess the semifinals, right before the semifinals. Which we should say the semifinals are between him, Kita Niji, Joshua, Joshua and, and, shooter. and shooter, right? Yep. Yeah. 
uh, and right before the semifinals begin, a group calling themselves, was it the Black Scholars? Ah, uh, sounds right. Uh, who are, who comprise Higashizawa, Karia, Azuki, and the, and the the reaper from the tutorial that teaches you how to play Tin Pin Slammer, uh, the Black Hoodie Reaper, and uh, spoiler alert for halfway through, uh, Rhyme is actually one of the Black Scholars. Uh, yeah, I I completely forgot that Higashizawa existed <laughs> until I saw his model. He's the very very big buff boy yeah. from week one. Uh, also a really good joke. He's he's outside helping people register off screen. We just see a text box, uh, and Neku, when walking up, is like, have they even got a booth, babe? Yeah, because he's like, yoo-hoo, anyone want to sign up for the, like, he's all sing-songy. Yeah. Half of it, yeah, half of his text boxes end with music notes. Uh, and Higashizawa is just a booth, babe, I guess. Um, Hell yeah. Which is great. Let's see what else happens. Uh, there's a lot of, I kind of was on the fence on whether or not it's okay or not, but a lot of gay jokes about Joshua. Yeah, there was, I only really caught one, which comes a little later. you were, like, skimming but, through, but, um... Yeah, I, we, I, I bounced around maybe even more than you did because I was done first. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of just, the whole thing kind of washed over me. Like, the, the, so first of all, Joshua's portrayal in this is very funny. He, uh... In this universe, he says stuff like, I'm a humanitarian, I just love people. <laughs> Yeah, Which is great. and yeah, and it's I it's I think it it really knows that people are now coming to this knowing everything about Joshua, right? Um, and it plays to that strength. Uh, it's yeah, there's a couple lines that are you know leave me like hmm, I don't yeah, know, the, and then I just kind of the ones in question. One of them is well, I think this one just is fine and funny. There's a point at which the this one portrays it as if the ramen shop guy is yeah. Minimum. We're skipping over some some vital it doesn't, details doesn't after matter, but like it, it kind of matters to to me a little bit. Um, so when all the pins are stolen, shooters like, hey, we're gonna get back at them. We're gonna team up. Right, right. Uh, ultimately, also this maybe I missed a, a detail where Neku reveals that his pins weren't stolen. Well, they he does to the viewer. Yeah, he reveals, to he reveals to them that he, that he was able to keep his. The Black Scholars took everyone else's pins, but not mm-hmm. uh, his, because he was, as he says it, wigging out too much, so they yeah, couldn't grab Yeah, he said, him. don't touch the phones. He was trying to protect his headphones, and he, he saved his pins. Uh, ultimately, he, Shooter's like, hey, we have a secret hideout at the ramen shop. Uh, we're going to make, we're going we're gonna to get back at him. So they get back to the ramen shop. He's... And and essentially this turns into what if Ten Pin Slammer but Power Rangers because he starts giving everybody colored code names. Neku is blue and then later called black and blue. Uh essentially every partner you have is here. Shiki is there, uh Beat and Joshua Shooter with you might too and Joshua. Joshua. Did I say Joshua and Joshua? I meant Joshua and Shooter. This presents it, maybe this is canon, maybe it's not. This presents it as if the ramen shop owner is Minamimoto's dad, which is wild, first of all. Yeah. Um, they don't look alike. Also, uh, I hate it. Oh, yeah, Mi- I hate it. Also, yeah, Minamimoto's here. He's, yeah, I mean, everyone's just back. Like, they just use, they just kind of 
willy-nilly use the character models, but, like, the same names, but ultimately their characters aren't the same. Well, I mean, they're, like, they're ju- they're basically jabs at the character. They're, like, I, if you yeah, were to write just, a yeah. comedy fan fiction about the characters, it's how they're portrayed, right? Like, this is basically, mm-hmm. like, all those Golden Deer memes from Fire Emblem, but if there was, like, an extra route in Fire Emblem where it was... That was the memes? Right. Yeah. There's some interesting comments in here that, like... You know, not enough to give, like, a deep, close reading on the show, like, waste a whole, I shouldn't say waste, but cover it for a whole, you know, um, a couple episodes. But, like, there are some good parts in it that do kind of, I think, speak to the the whole story. Like, it is interesting that they're, like, this is an alternate universe where the problems of the main story were just solved by Tenpin bringing everyone together. Right. Which is, like... Funny in itself, uh, but near the end, Joshua has a line that I really like where he's like, it, it's like, you know, now that this is all over, it's like it's it's even even though it's a good ending, it's hard to not wish there was something more at the end tacked on. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's what this that's what this whole day is, yeah. my friend. Um, and I like that. I like I like, you know, I like Joshua. So before we're done talking about Tin Pin, a few things. So first of all, we ca- I kind of got myself sidetracked, but. The joke that I was iffy, the joke that I think is just super funny is there. They hand out uh, these uh, the ramen shop owner who's portrayed as one of the co-create, what like the creator of Tin Pin. Uh, yes, he gives everyone these like special pins that are color coded, and Joshua takes the rainbow one, uh, and the ramen shop owner was like, "Yes, it was made for you," uh, which is just funny because he's basically just wearing a pride pin. Um, mm-hmm. and then Joshua said gay rights. The one that I'm iffy about is that like they go, there's a point where they go to the Shibuya River and mm-hmm. B and Shiki don't want to go because they're like, I don't want to go into the sewer. <laughs> and uh, Neku's like, well, I'm, I still have to go. Maybe there, there's something in there. And Joshua's like, I'll go with you. Uh, and then for some reason, Shiki reads into that and start and assumes that the two of them are a couple. And she's like, what? Uh, gays and joshua in my shibuya right and joshua's like it says to naku like come on dear like is calling him like he's his partner um which i think is fine but it's it's hard to tell the intention when you're talking about yeah. something that's been translated so it's probably fine but uh, also maybe iffy who knows like it's hard who to knows? tell if it's making fun of gay people or if it's just like make or if it's just like showing that like Hey, we realize that the way that we wrote these two characters' interactions, people are this is that's probably going to be a reading people have, and we're fine with it. Like I can't tell which of those was the intention, but yeah, it's it's kind of glossed over. But I don't I don't know because paired with when they're picking colors at the beginning, Joshua also like fights Shiki for pink, mm-hmm. and then that paired with the I didn't even catch that he got the the rainbow pen mm-hmm. when ramen ramen man. Bada, or, or made all the different very clearly Power Ranger inspired mm-hmm. pens or Sentai Power Rangers. I'm using it as like a catch-all term, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you so you go through and you fight literally everyone in ten pens some multiple times. Um, it seems like the pens you get from these, like when you win, you get a new pen that you can use just in the even fighting noise. And I think all of those are like supposed to be really good. Like I think it helps with some of the harder stuff. Some of them are just for tin pin. I think some of them are just really good pens. Yeah, and what's really interesting is, you know, as you're going through fighting literally every character you've seen, you also find a total of three character models that are new. Oh, who are those? Good question. The first one, 
they're all just, I mean, they're all just men. Uh, and they're all presented with a text box that says any resemblance to real people is completely oh, coincidental. People. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the first one is called the pin prof. Not sure, I'm not like, the first two, I'm not sure who they're supposed to be. The third one, it's, they, they make a big deal about calling him the producer. Yeah, so, so it's like, like the Game Freak room in Pokemon. It's like the developer yeah. self-insert. It's very cute. Yeah, so the third one uh, seemed like based on the the Tawui fandom wiki labels the third one as Shinji Hashimoto, the executive producer of the game. Um, I think the second one is Namura. I'm not positive. I'm just guessing, kind yeah. of. Uh, but overall, I have no clue. Anyways, you fight those as well. Uh, the pin prof is in the, the concert stage. You get a Shiva pin. There's also a pin called Lady Luck you get. Which I just realized is a Keyblade name too. Huh. What's the so the pin prof is the first one. Who is the? Uh, then the second one gives you Efreet, but I don't remember what they call him. The third one Efreet, gives you Efreet. You get from oh shooter a fight You're with right. shooter. Yeah, I'm looking. I don't know who Shrimp is. Um, I don't think I saw that one. Uh, oh, here it is. The Vice Wizard of Slam. <laughs> I forgot. Oh yeah. Uh, in in the Dead God's Pad. Um, that's a. Uh, you get you just get like a ten pin pin from him, but that's the one that I was like, is that supposed to be Namura? I don't know, but he is the he is the vice wizard of slam. The beat says we be slamming at some point in this day. That's pretty good. But anyways, the plot progresses to reveal that Beat was doing stand up comedy with Rhyme, and then she fired him for being bad at it. So now there's that subplot where they're trying to get her away from the quote unquote bad crowd of the. The pin thieves, and then it progresses until I don't know. We learn the whole backstory of the ramen man, where he's like, actually, I I made the game, and uh, you know, I and was Neku pushed says, out of the who business. Who would have known that this ramen man had such a backstory? It's so funny because, <laughs> like, that's the premise of the world ends with Everything. you. Is like everyone has a very intricate backstory. You just don't know because mm-hmm. you don't ask them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, then you continue to fight people, then, uh, then, then it's over. So the other thing I wanted to mention, because I love it, I think it's the funniest thing that happens in this day. The thing with Beat and Rhyme, as you mentioned, is that they do a stand-up act together. It, there are, like, some twists and turns where first you think that Rhyme fired Beat, and then you find out that... That's what Beat says, and that, that, right. that was the funniest thing to me, as I laughed at him saying Rhyme fired me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you find out that that's not exactly true, and the reason Rhyme joined the Black Scholars is because she wanted to stop him from just spending all of his time doing tin pins so that he could actually work on some good jokes. And he's like, I don't need good jokes. Everyone laughs anyway. And she's like, well, they're laughing at you, not with you. And he's like, I don't care. They're laughing. It works. Uh, and then later, there's a point. Actually, let me find the exact joke. Um, I, oh, yeah, I do remember, like, near the end, she says, like, welcome to the world of intentional comedy. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I did catch that, and I was like, yeah, holy shit. Uh, in this day, he's, for some reason, really obsessed with curry. So he says, yeah. ramen? Nah, yo, it takes curry flavor to curry my favor. 
and she says, there, Beat, see, that was funny. Welcome to the world <laughs> of intentional comedy. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. I can't wait till we're welcomed into the world of intentional comedy. One of these days, it's got to be One common. of these days, we'll make a joke. I figure that's when you start getting, like, the MeUndies sponsorships, right? Oh, it's just that we haven't you been funny You make one yet? intentional joke, and they all, like, all their fucking alarms just start going off, and they're like, shit, 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 we gotta start paying them now! We got a podcast! Yeah, that's how it works. So that's the Tin Pin Slammer stuff. Yeah, um, so the day, like, after after the, the plot is over, then they run into the the wizard of slam uh-huh uh the the producer that's that's the final slam off of the of the day and then um then you you know then it tells you again like hey you can do whatever you want today and there is some there's some like i wouldn't call it a boss rush but like combat rush up the several floors of pork city if you all remember the tower where week 2 ended i actually think Based on what I know, that maybe we should talk about the Pork City stuff after the reports. Yeah, sure. I think that probably makes it make a little more sense. Yes. So the secret reports, they're, they seem difficult to get. I believe you. I have, haven't played enough of the game to know. They're, uh, when, when you get chapter select, it's like, here's like four chores on each day oh. that get you a report. Also, there's a report for each fucking day. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Um. We're going to, I guess we'll, we'll, do you have them pulled up already? We can just trade them off. Um, I'm about to. Yes, I have them. My question is when they reveal who's writing them. Uh, we can, I, know. I mean, it's, we'll just say it's Hanakoma. Okay, sure. It's Hanakoma. It's the bean man. Uh-huh. Be- <laughs> bean juice boy. <laughs> so you unlock, what is it? 21 reports total then? Uh, sometimes three. You got it. You hectopascal. <laughs> yeah, there might be one for another day, so it's 21 or 22, but yeah, yes, math jokes. Anyways, I will start this off with Secret Report 1. Just assume that these are, you know, this is Shiki Day 1. I'm not going to call out which day it's for every time. Um, also, a lot of these words are bolded. Um, I'll just, hopefully I'll yell, say them in a way em. where you can tell. Yeah. I won't yell them. I'll just, I will. Okay. All right, so Secret Report 1 says... I don't remember if Mr. Hanakoma had a voice, so I'm just going to read these. Yeah, sure. As is common knowledge, all games in the UG take place under our supervision. However, this particular game is saddled with a nigh-unbelievable set of extenuating circumstances, catching the attention of... Hold on. Making the attention of the higher plane. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't expect this to take off quite so quickly. Yep. We're we're there. (laughs) We're here. All right. Thus... I shall be taking a more hands-on role this time as detailed in this report. The core differences in this game are as follows. One, its role in plans for Shibuya's destruction. Two, the composer's absence from the Yuji. Three, the resulting limitations to his powers. And four, the game being played by a proxy. The composer has informed me of two major points, that he plans to destroy the Yuji, and also that his final decision will hinge on the outcome of his game with the conductor. Other than the higher plane shit, this is all stuff that we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, provisional rule for this game requires the composer to vacate the underground. It is unprecedented for the composer to be absent during a game. I cannot predict what effect it may have. Furthermore, the composer must lower the frequency of his vibes. Hell yeah! <laughs> Holy shit! Joshua vibes just too much. He's, I can't believe he's, this game was so ahead of its time. There's too much vibing. There's vibing, <laughs> there's memes. This game has it all. 
Furthermore, the composer must lower the frequency of his just vibe. A, just a picture of the god form Joshua. It just says, just vibing, keeping it tight. <laughs> Bro, I am just, I am just vibing. <laughs> All right, so he must lower the frequency of his vibe to travel from the UG. What, what the fuck does vibe mean? To travel from I the UG it, like, to I, the RG. I, I think they're using it almost literally as in vibrations, that he's some sort yeah. of... Uh, <laughs> extra <laughs> evolutionary layer above human to use the uh i mean uh, heaven's gate analogy um no like i think I, I mean it's pretty clear that he's some sort of deistic figure yeah he's some sort of deity and that he must become a human in order to have this weird game take place damn i can't believe the world ends with you really said <laughs> vibic even at type if you need me i'm on my mobile <laughs> They have phones, too. That's the joke. Yeah. This makes investigating the conductor and his strategy incredibly difficult, as the composer is still the only one who knows who and what I am. Okay. It means lingering in the UG to author reports carries a lethal risk. The greatest randomizer in the current game is the use of a hand-picked proxy to compete against the conductor in the composer's stead. No information on this person exists at present. While the situation seems dire, I believe the key to getting... Oh, why is key bolded? Don't like that. The key <laughs> to getting ahead of all this is at hand. You see, time always builds upon the past. I've already located our key. It is a pin request from the conductor. Normally, the psych manifestations of pins are determined by one's imagination. Thus, by analyzing the pin, the viewer's imagination, or rather their true intentions, are revealed. What the fuck is he saying? What is happening? He's, all right, so the pin powers happen they're kind of like well you see time always builds upon the past well what the fuck does that mean it's not wrong isn't it (sighs) anyways uh i think it's interesting that pins normally what they do is based on the person's idea when they look at them what their intent is Uh uh-huh that's interesting unfortunately this order came through the composer and never came into contact with the conductor thus i could not use it to determine the nature of his imagination I, too, have lowered my vibe to tune into the UG, limiting my abilities. However, at this stage, realizing that this pin holds the key is sufficient. The possibility of forestalling the plans for the UG's destruction remains the same. This is Secret Report Day 2, day two two of Shiki's Week. As the game was set to end, I felt an intense burst of soul. At its source, I found the composer's hand-picked proxy. One, Neku Sakuraba. I'm yelling like Why I said Why you gotta make me look bad? Let it, I told you I was gonna yell. Let it be noted that once danger was passed, the soul he expelled rapidly tapered off. This is just Tin Pin. Sh- I shall define soul as it exists in the UG later. For now, let us suffice it to say, it is the energy he bears within him. His unstable soul is the result of a... Ri- <laughs> A soul still burns. His unstable soul is the result of a rift between his body and emotional mind. This discord can be traced to a few causes. So is he? T- he's talking about Neku here. He's oh. talking about a burst of soul, and at the source of it is Neku. The in- uh, so the game was set to end. Is this written after the the game is over? Like the video game is over? Um, it's huh. Maybe um, we'll find out later. This is probably week one is nearing its ending because that's when he found the composer's handpicked proxy. Is is 
Well, actually, no, well, not even H- the Hanukoma end. Hanukoma meets but, him like day two. Right, and this is day this is day two's report. So I think this is Unless, him saying maybe like, this means the day. Maybe the game refers yeah, to the day of the. That game. would make sense anyway. Because oh yeah, because you have a timer each day. So essentially, he's saying that he felt some sort of soul energy and followed it and found Neku. Uh, he says, this discord can be traced to a few causes. One, his dense and all-inclusive soul composition. Two, emotional confusion. <laughs> inhibiting, <laughs> inhibiting the unity of his emotional self and physical body. That tracks for Neku. And uh-huh. three, the exacerbation of that confusion by memory loss due to his entry fee. Uh, Shibuya's fate may now rest well may rest on how well he manages manages to stabilize his soul to measure his stability i gave him a harmonizer pin it can only be used when he cooperates with his partner what is this he's talking about i don't remember does hanakoma give him something this day i don't know uh he gives him i think that's when you unlock the ability to do team attacks or some shit ah interesting Synchronizing with another hinges on his ability to first stabilize his own soul. Thus, successful use of the pin would indicate he has made progress on that front. (laughs) The further he's able to push his and his partner's psych resonance through fusion, the greater his own internal stability will become. The progress of his soul merits close observation henceforth. Seeker reports three. Allow me to redefine the composer's role. As I continue to, for who is this for? As I continue to observe the game's progress, I have a clear view of the enormous effect of the composer's absence. A clear definition of his duties are. I wonder if like, I wonder if this is like a cipher. If you connect all the words that are bolded, it tells you like a, that's the that's the last report. It it says Paul is dead. <laughs> uh. A clear definition of his duties are key to understanding the, ex- the extent of this disruption. The composer holds absolute authority over the underground by authority. It translates to, do you know how to teleport poopy pants or whatever? <laughs> oh, yeah. What is, I don't remember it. It's from Sexy Girl Max, but I don't remember. Yeah. Is it Peahead? I'm going to look it up. The there composer are certainly people absolute... on this network that would hate us for not getting it right. Yeah. The composer holds absolute authority over the underground. By authority, I mean the right to determine rules. He is the only one who can change the composition of the UG and sole creator of this Shibuya. Hey, P-head, can you teleport? <laughs> That's it. Go listen to Argonauts. Uh, the underground Shibuya is created and organized by the composer's rules, which pit players against reapers in a struggle for survival. A new composer only arises when the previous one is defeated. The victor <laughs> takes the victim's place. That sounds like a like a fucking uh, I can't think of a, a band that I would say that's a lyric of. I mean, it doesn't like a Coheed lyric. The victor takes the victim's place. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You like, just that's like the fucking... it, Just spell one of the words wrong. <laughs> yeah, call it good. The visual. That's that. I think that's why I was thinking of it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, at this juncture, the new composer rewrites. God, remember the when rules. he rhymes visual with. Visual with wish you well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so when a new composer shows up, they rewrite the rules. However, there being no composer at all is a different situation. It means rules that make up the UG are invalid. Interesting. In other words, by the composer, the underground collapses. However, the composer's absence is still a secret. At present, only three people know the composer himself, his opponent, the conductor, and the producer, me. So the producer. Hanukkah is the producer. Uh, the producer's role is that of guardian over the game. 
For uh, observation purposes, he must sometimes descend from the higher plane to the underground. While the producer is natively an entity from the higher plane, he can adjust the frequency of his vibe mm -hmm. to visit the UG and lower planes. I wish planes. I could just like, man, that would be such a good like dial to have to just adjust the frequency dial? of your vibe. I think about this mm -hmm. all the time of like how many things are part of human evolution that like are not like the thing that I think about the most that this reminded me of is how much I wish there were just like. I could just control, like, I'm going to sleep. And then just, like, go oh, to yeah. sleep, you know? I would like, love that. That would be the, like, if I were given a superpower, I might honestly just choose that. Yeah. I would like to just adjust the frequency of my vibe, please. Yeah. Send me to the higher plane. Uh, the report continues. Think of a radio. Going from station A to station UG simply requires tuning into a different frequency. The producer has the power to contact any and all beings in the underground. However, he is strictly prohibited from revealing his identity in the UG. His existence endangers the stability of the rules and balance of the RG and UG. Thus, the producer's entity must stay a secret from Reapers and players, not to mention those in the RG. He may freely even contact only can, one though. person as the producer, and that is the composer. Interesting that the Reapers can't even know. Yeah, it's just, I mean, we went through the whole game being like, why the fuck is he around? And then he's Who at the, the end for he? some yeah. reason. <laughs> for some reason, he's in the he's in the final shot with uh, with Joshua. Now we know. Now we know. Secret report number four. The UG exists as a separate plane where the composer can judge the worth of men. They're so bad. It's just, uh, men are bad. So it's just, I mean, it's just fucking purgatory then. Yeah, I guess. And, and he's trying to make purgatory. And what's his name? Kinoniji is trying to make it paradise, but it ain't. Paradiso. Purgatorio. Yeah, thank you. Within it are Reapers and human players. It is infeasible for the composer to judge all of humanity by himself, so a filtering system utilizing the Reapers was created. The Reapers game! Reapers act as a test, weeding out the unfit players. Upon becoming a Reaper, one's physical body changes, gaining incredible strength and an extended lifespan. As Reaper and player alike progress through the game, engaging in an imagined-driven combat, their soul is refined. Soul is abstract matter, revealed through our research into life and death, and a component in the makeup of the atmosphere, humans will, thought, all phenomena. As Reapers execute the game, they undergo a process of evolution, from grunts to officers to the composer. Like, I guess they don't, he doesn't mean that they go from officers to being the composer, he means they go from grunts to being the composer's officers. He continues... However, Reapers that follow the ideal route are rare, and most are erased by players. That's interesting to me. Um, do we see any Reapers get erased? Well, no, but we play as good little boys. True. Reaper or player, those erased within the game disperse the mind and spirit housed within their... Reaper or player, those erased within the game, disperse their mind and spirit, housed within their flesh, in the form of soul. Thus they are erased only from visible existence. Their soul persists in the UG until gathered and tied together according to a new code. Oh wow. no. What the fuck is this? Is this, is this data worlds? I mean, oh, I don't no. know. Remember, I mean, no, I'm just thinking like, there's, there's, there's code. There's been a lot of shit lately with like Unchained using the word noise for things uh, and the 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 phrasing of the difficulty settings on Remind being called black code is interesting. I'm not ready. Cuz I have to for wonder this. like I'm not ready either. Let's keep reading. 
This new code is essentially imagination. Given sufficient imagination, any form is possible, be it a pin or a reaper. Variations in this code cause the soul to manifest in different forms. In other words, humans, reapers, and noise are all entities formed of soul. The only difference is their code. And what are noise? Entities without conscious will, only the drive to multiply. Heartless. Thus, they constantly thirst for soul, Hearts. attacking players and possessing humans in the real ground. Soul consumed by noise is destroyed, even if the noise is erased. Thus, possessed humans often exhibit a rush of euphoria immediately after the noise is removed. Though untested, the same would likely hold were a player or reaper possessed. All right, well, report five. The real ground and the underground are planes of existence. Other planes exist as well. The one inhabited solely by noise, for example, or our customary plane, R being, I think, the higher plane that he's referring to. The planes are stacked in parallel, though each exists at a different, a different frequency vibe and tune with its inhabitants. Observing a lower plane from a higher plane is simple. Actual, actual transplanter contact, whilst possible, is highly complex. The vibes of adjacent planes are closer, making passage between them comparatively easier. More distant planes show greater differences in vibe frequencies, and thus communion becomes more difficult. The UG exists just above the RG, allowing those in the UG to observe the RG, but not vice versa. Is the, okay. fa is the fact that I understand this completely more due to my very religious upbringing, my obsession with Elder Scrolls lore, or my philosophy degree? You it's decide! Compounding. <laughs> it's, it's compounding. It is, it is not one single thing. It is the fact that you have done all three in succession. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and it would be in that order the, too. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, like, I understand this, and I, I did not have those necessarily those things. Sure. Noise exists on a special plane that straddles both the RG and the UG, enabling their interference in the affairs of both. When players come into contact with noise, they are drawn into the noise plane. Interesting. Huh. In other, in other words, that explains the Pork City shit a little bit. Mm -hmm. In other words. Players are forcibly tuned in to the noise plane. Conversely, there exists an even higher plane than the RG and UG. That is where I am from. The plane of the angels. Yep. Neat. As in the RG and UG, angels have created a web of social schema. Yep, you got it. Schema. Schema. To guide their activities, the role of producer is just one cog in the angel machine. Angel vibes are extremely high frequency. <laughs> Not even the composer <laughs> can catch them all. For the show to just be angel vibes are extremely high frequency. You probably uh -huh. haven't heard of them. <laughs> Not even the composer can catch them all. In actuality, he can pick up only that of the producer. As you can see, interplanar contact is beset by difficulty, but certainly modes do exist for its realization. One is the modulator decal or decal. And it's I was I almost like lost my shit there because in Canada they say decal, and I was like, "Are you secretly a Canadian? Is Florida secretly part of Canada, and that's where you learned how to say decal?" It is. It is secretly part of Canada, but no, I'm just making a joke because we've had this talk before. At the oh, show. okay. Uh, within its area of effect. Players from the UG can manifest visibly in the RG and communicate with others there. So that's just explaining the sticker on the wall. Uh, the thing about, um, by the before we get too far away from it, schema just means like organization or like, I think it directly translates to shape from Greek, but it means like uh, a structure. Okay. Reapers and the composer can down tune their vibes at will. 
I'm so glad that vibes are just a word in this mm. for the whole time. Vibing. I thought we were already spoiled by memes, mm-hmm. but now we this have is maybe now we even have vibes. better. Yeah. Near these decals, however, even their vibes will be forcibly adjusted to the lower frequency. Another mode. Man, in- I would hate to get my vibes forcibly adjusted. Uh huh. That's what happens every time you go into a retail chain. <laughs> Another mode, imprinting, requires no physical manifestation in the RG. Imprintees experience the conferred thoughts as bursts of inspiration. The reliability of these communicates thus depends upon the person receiving it. For example, successful communication with preoccupied people is unlikely. Furthermore, recipient interpretation of said inspiration colors the message, making imprinting unreliable at best. Reaper Creeper was created as a mode of popular communication between the planes. That's so funny. It is. Modulating paralogos printed on paper allow for limited UG interaction with real ground objects, as those in the RG are unaware of players. They perceive the illusion of a coin moving by itself. Uh, the word that you decided not to say, I guess, was communique. The reliability of these communiques. Decided you, I did not have the capability. I don't know the word. Got it. Yeah. I just, I just, I just kind of just mean a a piece of communication. Yeah. I figured you would have stopped me there, but I appreciate you. You just fucking kept going. And I was like, what happened? Because I wasn't reading along with you. And I (laughs) I was like, oh shit. Did I, was this just an instance of like the nobody stole the word photo and I just can't hear it? This is exactly like that. Fucking adventure zone ass shit. I had to look back and figure out what word, in fact, was skipped. Uh, this is day six's report for Shiki's Week. I receive periodic communication from the composer. While we maintain contact, I am prohibited from providing him with information for risk of unbalancing the game. I am permitted only to respond to his commissions for certain items, and even then I am able only to create and deliver said items. The composer has requested increased phone functionality for use in the next game. Today, the proxy's partner, one Shiki Masaki, freed herself from her defending value. Envy. What does this mean? Freed herself from... Oh, her defining value. Okay. Freed herself from her defining value. Envy. With this, the composer is convinced of the proxy's victory on the seventh day. So this does confirm that they're being written daily as it's happening. Yeah. Cool. His confidence arises because the proxy's intervention was indispensable in causing his partner's growth. That's neat. I like that. Uh, it signals the proxy's departure from his obsessive self-actualization loop. Previously, even the composer was unsure of his proxy's capacity for growth. I love this a lot. Like, mm-hmm. just this close observation of uh, both Shiki and Naku growing as a result of interacting with each other. That's nice. Uh, just seeing it, like, written down by a third-party observer normally the composer possesses a certain degree of clairvoyant foresight his current downturned state however limits his abilities clouding this super temporal vision though able to observe the ug from the real ground he is otherwise saddled with limitations for one his outward appearance he looks younger than he would at full vibe frequency within the ug fortunately this prevents the reapers from recognizing him as the composer now that's interesting to me because there's a line from I can't remember if it was Higashizawa or Minamoto that I interpreted as they're realizing that Joshua was the composer because they say something. I think it's Minamoto because he makes a yeah. math joke. It's, it's like, like some like, old yeah. horses always something their master. 
Yeah, and I, and the master, I was like, oh, it's like he he realizes that Joshua is the composer, but clearly, I guess he doesn't. I think it's, I think it's a joke for us, the the viewer. Ah, dramatic irony. Anyway, unless actually, no, Minamoto recognizes Joshua because he's chasing him with a gun. Oh, true. Yeah, I don't know how that happens or when, but he knows That's at right. least yeah. he has some bullshit so that line was that it was him saying like okay i, cool. I know who you are motherfucker we, cir- That's we circled back around three times on this plot point i love minamamoto the report continues to begin with the composer contacts reapers only through the conductor so most are unaware of what he looks like additionally as the being in the underground with the highest vi- <laughs> as the being in the underground with the highest vibe some lesser reapers are incapable of perceiving him the effects of downturning occur because the composer's vibe and the RG's frequency are substantially different. For Reapers, downtuning necessary to exist in the RG is significantly less, and thus effects are less prominent changes. That said, it depends on the Reaper. At any rate, the effect is minimal, making Reapers much more frequent visitors to the real ground. Provided they complete their duties, Reapers may do as they wish in the RG with certain accepted boundaries. Day 7. As the composer predicted, The proxy has won the game. So what happens to those who survive the week? Those whose imagination is less than outstanding are broken down into soul, while those with excellent imagination become reapers. The most talented of these may travel to the next plane inhabited by us angels. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So... It's a a ladder upward. So if Karia and Azuki got their fucking shit together, they'd become angels. I I guess that's what it's implying. Huh. Is that the, prom- the the hypothetical promotion that? Oh, could be. That makes that sense. She's after. Guess the do thing. You think well, they, do you think they know too? The, I, they just think know. it's a promote. I guess she wants to be promoted to officer. Like we know yeah. that pretty much. So presumably it goes officer and then angel. Yeah. Well, because uh, yeah, because the reapers all have their like gothic wings, but there are other wings that are less gothic, maybe similar to what an angel might have. Hmm. Diligent. Re- uh, it continues. Diligent reapers, too, may pass through the office of composer to the ascent of the plane of angels. Now, a what if? This may sound odd, but one may also choose to be reincarnated. Well, the word reincarnation is not quite accurate, for the humans of the UG are not truly dead. Okay. Hmm. They merely possess different soul code and have been tuned into a different plane. We angels do not consider it a loss if a talented player elects to return to the real ground, as their superior imagination will inspire other humans. Upon returning to life, the exceptional player's creative activities soon make their mark upon society. His art, music, and other output become a part of culture spreading and persisting through time, refining people's imagination, even without personal contact with the player. Interesting. Certainly this requires time, but no one has ever accused angels of being in a hurry. The composer's absence during this particular game, however, means that reincarnation is not an option. Okay, interesting. Only the composer possesses the level of imagination necessary to reincarnate. It is beyond the conductor's means. So Neku couldn't have possibly. So is that why the game, there just kept being more and more games for the full month that Kidaniji had? Because... He's like, well, I, well, I can't make you a reaper, and right. what else do I do with you? <laughs> Interesting, huh? Which I, I'm curious to keep reading these reports because I wonder if that's why Joshua steps in, and presumably that's why he had to take Shiki as the entry fee. I suppose, yeah, that makes. I mean, I think it still works that that is his most 
sure uh, valuable thing but also like yeah what else would she do hmm. if, if he can't bring her back anyway interesting hmm. the conductor continues to act as if the composer were present but this farce can only continue for so long about three weeks <laughs> uh that's not what it says that's my added uh that's my added note i will be watching with great curiosity to see how the conductor responds once his ruse unravels I was busy right as I was busy writing reports. The boy in my custody, Beat, went missing. Beat has had expressed curiosity in how noise was created. Perhaps he plans to ask a reaper, but even without specific instruction from them, he has the ability now. I gave him a pen filled with the special imagination required to create noise and imprinted mm. him with instructions for its use. This does not qualify as interference in the game. The information I gave him will have no impact on the game's results. It was merely a token of my esteem for his unflinching passion for what he holds dear. Whether he uses his power and how is completely up to him. Hmm. That's week one of reports. Joshua's week. Here we go, day one. As predicted by the composer, his proxy has entered the game a second time. The proxy has proven his aptitude and will be joined in the next game by the composer himself as his new partner. There are three reasons behind the composer's choice of actions. Number one, to ascertain the conductor's strategy. Number two, to educate his proxy. And number three, to protect him. With his return to the UG, the limits on the composer's abilities will be relaxed. However, using his abilities could reveal his identity. As such, he will need to continue to limit himself for a while longer. This presents a certain set of risks. The greatest risk, however, lies with the composer joining the proxy for this game. The composer's presence, his tremendously high vibe, will place a great deal of physical and psychological strain on the proxy. That's one way to say it. <laughs> Joshua does just vibe too hard. He vibes He has non-stop. a tremendously high vibe. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, that tracks. God, this game's fucking perfect. Furthermore, the proxy's victory in the previous game has won him back his memory. The self-actualization loop binding the proxy is thus stronger than ever, more deeply ensconced even than the envy cleared from Shiki in the previous game. There is a possibility of the proxy's soul destabilizing, negating its progress during the previous game. Slight problems also persist with the proxy's personality. How long will the proxy be able to bear being side-by-side with the composer? About seven days. Uh, Day two is Secret Report 9. Today, an alert was handed down. The discovery of a fallen angel. Is Minamomoto an angel? I don't know. I, well, I think next, we're about the, to find the out. The next paragraph tells us. A fallen angel is one who has broken, or one who has broke the angel's code, a criminal. Their crime? Revealing the secrets of taboo noise refinery to the game master, oh, Minamomoto. Oh. So, so no. Minamomoto t- talked to a fallen angel. Huh. I don't know who the fuck. I don't know. We're going to find out. Maybe. Maybe huh. that's in a new day. <laughs> Minamoto knows the composer's RG identity, secret even to the conductor, and has chased him to the real ground. The fallen angel may also have supplied him with this information. Minamoto oh. lusts to take the composer's place, and his potential to do so comes second only to that of the conductor. Despite being a complete outsider in the wager between composer and conductor, he stands to hinder the composer greatly. It is entirely possible Minamoto may rise to the office of conductor before this wager has been decided. All eyes from the higher plane are on this game for the future of Shibuya. Should its result be invalidated by outside interference, the angel's disappointment would be vast. So, what is the fallen angel's goal? 
dominion over the underground, retribution against the angels. Whatever the case, we must carefully monitor Minamoto's actions and stay vigilant against this fallen angel. It's Maleficent, clearly. Uh, I figured it would have been Shooter. Ha! Shooter or Yammer. Maybe them collectively are team on it. But all right, so, so someone from the higher plane came down, met up with Minamoto and said, hey. It's Yazora. It could, it could be. I know. That's why it's funny. There's a, I, I was like, there's, there is a non-zero chance that Hanakoma is the fucking master of masters. God, fuck. Who could say? Hold on. I'm just going to Google. I'm just, because we haven't read all these. I'm just going to Google Tui Fallen Angel and see if that's if like you can a know while we're reading later it. on. For the listener, we looked it up. We think we found it. Yeah. And we're going to be making probably weird comments through this whole thing now that i'm so confused there was also there was also another comment uh i saw like since yozora has one blue eye and one red eye and the master of masters puts blue eyes in his in his keyblade that what I if yozora is just the <laughs> but then again that you could say the same fucking thing of like monsters ain't goofy <laughs> so I hate also, I think, I think him looking like Noctis, who is voiced by the same person as Master of Masters, is something. But I don't think that's the voice we hear in the Remind trailer. So, <sighs> Anyways. Day three. Secret report number ten. I was finally able to hand over the phone tracking application the composer requested some time back. I informed the composer it was ready three days ago, but they apparently had no time to come pick it up. It just shows how carefully the proxy is planning each move. The application detects the conductor's imagination. With it, one can walk around... Oh, that's what he's tracking. Okay. So he's tracking the conductor when he- Joshua says that he's tracking the composer. That makes sense, because you have to go through the dead god's pad to get... Like, when you're going down the river. Right. The application detects the conductor's imagination. With it, one can walk around Shibuya and piece together the conductor's strategy. At this point, even I cannot fathom the conductor's plan. I will have to rely on the information gathered by the composer. While I wait for his findings, I will work on the composer's next order, a second revision to the phone's functionality. Today also marks my first contact with the proxy since he formed a pact with the composer. He appears considerably wary of his partner at the present time. As expected, the psychological strain is severe. So severe, in fact, that most players would be unable to continue. He's just that annoying. No, he <laughs> didn't say that. I did. Right now, the only thing keeping the proxy in the game is his entry fee. At least his dangerously strained state of mind is acting. Sally sells she seashells by the seashore of the soul. At least his dangerously strained state of mind is acting to heighten his soul. I saw no sign of relapse or destabilization. Rather, the return of his memory seems to have yielded only positives. I look forward to watching the proxy's continued growth. Ooh. Day four has secret report 11. Uh, and it says the composer's reports indicate rough going in his investigation. <laughs> I love that that's bolded. Yeah. I suspect the limits upon his abilities. Meanwhile, Minamimoto has not issued any missions. The Reaper elites must be alarmed as well. Perhaps this is more of the fallen angel's influence. As if stated, Minamimoto is suspected of a liaison with the fallen angel. The fallen angel may have chosen Minamimoto for a few reasons. First, none desired the composer's office more. Minamoto's obsession was great enough to compel him to pursue the composer into the real ground. Unlike simple reapers, however, the composer's powers are not lost in the RG. I can just imagine the shock dawning on Minamoto's face as I write this. Yes, the composer must down-tune to the frequency of the real ground, limiting his powers. However, Minamoto is in the same boat. As a result, the difference in their abilities hmm. remain unchanged. 
thus the assassination attempt failed. While Minamoto's efforts were fruitless, they serve as ample proof of his convictions. The second reason the Fallen Angel may have targeted him is his lack of loyalty to the Reaper's organization and his preference for solo action. His, de his distaste for cooperation meant little chance of him revealing the Fallen Angel's presence. The third reason is his consistently unconventional aesthetic. <laughs> his bizarre actions regularly cause confusion among those around him. Even if the Fallen Angel were to urge him to do something out of the ordinary, mm. that would be ordinary for him. No one su would suspect a thing. That makes sense. This is why he is an ideal target for a Fallen Angel to work his agenda without raising suspicion. At least, it seems a logical conclusion. The question now is, why has Minamoto abandoned the game and what is he doing? I suspect that his only current objective is to take out the composer. If so, he's likely preparing for the seventh day and his opportunity to confront the players. Just what did the fallen angel tell Minamoto? Perhaps no one will ever know. <laughs> Day 5 of Joshua's Week, this is Secret Report 12. The proxy feels an affection for the art of the designer cat, myself. As he was I guess- That is confirmed! Is yeah. I have trusted nothing until now, and I still kind of trust nothing. As he was picked by the composer, this is hardly coincidence. It was an inevitability. Cat's creative works are embedded with command codes. Jesus Christ. Uh, of course uh, it is. His art propaganda. His art acts as a medium for mass imprinting. The imprinting players use works only as an what? The imprinting players use works only on an individual basis. However, through art, one can affect anyone who comes into contact with the work. Okay. I, it's just how art that's just how art works, Doc. Yeah, they're they're just you know, they're just applying game mechanic stuff to it. Right. I imbue my art with two command codes. The first is, enjoy the moment more. This strengthens the imagination. The proxy received this signal loud and clear, though past trauma precluded him from responding accordingly. The second code, gather, calls to those with strong imaginations. Hence the inevitability. Why wouldn't the composer find his worthy proxy standing in front of my graffiti? A single reason exists for rigging my art in this way. The creation of the future requires imagination. My art is wildly accept- Why- My art is wi- Fuck! <laughs> my art is widely accepted in Shibuya. This proves that those with imagination sufficient to create the future are gathering in the area. Shibuya's future is looking very bright. Fucking Shibuya's Banksy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You see, this, 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 this painting has a mailman, but he's delivering bombs. <laughs> and in, uh, in this piece, I'm taping a, a pin to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Day six, secret report 13. I... The pin says taboo. <laughs> <laughs> I have finished revision two of the phone tracking app, which allows it to detect the Shibuya River. The composer aims to use this device to convey the river's location to the proxy. Before passing that knowledge along, the composer needed to understand the conductor's plan. As of yesterday, he felt confident in his hypothesis. The composer had encountered red skull pins everywhere the detector had led, the same pins I created at the conductor's behest on the first day. As I suspected, they form a prime piece of his strategy. The imagination he has filled those pins with is the same as the player pin, imprinting. They are set apart, however, by a single major difference. The red skull pins are made to imprint targets with the conductor's will. Anyone wearing the red skull pin is dominated by the conductor's mind. The further the pins are spread, 
the more people he controls. However, the Red Skull pins have penetrated less than half of Shibuya's real ground population in the last two weeks. At this rate, the conductor strategy will end in failure. Hmm. How does he intend to penetrate the rest of Shibuya? I will be monitoring his actions closely. Day 7, final day of Joshua's week. The final day's mission came from the conductor. Eliminate Minamamoto. Unexpected as it was, tension ran high, but the composer's quick thinking saved the day. In the end, all went according to his plan, and he successfully guided the proxy onto the next game. His solution entailed first defeating Minamamoto, thereby ensuring the proxy's victory. Secondly, the composer pretended to be erased by Minamamoto while shielding the proxy. To accomplish this, he fled to a parallel world, uh, which is the Tin Pin world, by the way. Yes. To accomplish this, he fled to a parallel world just before Minamamoto's final attack connected. The proxy survived the game alone, but was again unable to elect reincarnation due, the, due to the composer's illegal participation in the game. So, yeah, it is what we, what we suspected. Mm-hmm. For better or worse, the game between the composer and conductor concludes in one week's time. The conductor's strategy may end in failure, but we will see. I need to keep a close eye on his future actions. All I can do is wait for the composer to inform me of which parallel world he escaped to. The one with all the pins. Uh-huh. The one where they play Beyblade for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so week three is the beat week. So day one of that is Secret Report 15, and it says, I've begun patrolling Shibuya in pursuit of the, con- in pursuit of the conductor strategy. While on Utagawa, I, I spotted Minamamoto's Taboo Noise Refinery Sigil. Several types of these sigils exist in various categories, which we of the higher plane have classified. Not all of them, however, will work in the UG. Its vibe frequency is simply too low for them to translate properly. Your vibes are rancid, Minamamoto. The sigil... <laughs> He's got Minam- awful vibes. Oh, it's just, abs- just dog shit vibes over here. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I can't, I, is Mina Momoto <laughs> going to be at that party? I can't make it. I, I'm allergic to bad vibes. <laughs> the Sigil Mina Momoto Drew was one of the undecodable types. Was that a mistake on the Fallen Angels part? Or was it a transcription error by Mina Momoto? Either way, with that design, he stands little chance of reviving himself. However, Mina Momoto is driven, and his imagination strong. Perhaps strong enough to make a taboo sigil work, even in the underground. If so, the specific result would be impossible to predict. Anything that might interfere with the composer and conductor's wager is to be avoided at all cost. I will personally neutralize Minamamoto's sigil. And that's what we see in that one picture that was never explained. Right, yeah. Uh, angels may not interfere in the Reaper's game, but this contest will decide Shibuya's fate. The higher plane cannot idly stand by. Meanwhile, the conductor has dealt a preemptive blow. The starting player count in the final game is one. I cannot be certain whether the conductor knows that Neku Sakuraba is the proxy, but the severe restriction to the number of entrants ensures player erasure. And this flagrant abuse of his, of his privilege, he has eliminated the threat of the proxy. With the composer in a parallel world, the proxy's position is perilous. Jesus, it's that's a lot of plosives. A lot of, a lot, yeah, Still, not very podcast conducive, no, Anagoma. With the, with the think compo- of the podcasters. Think of the podcast. With the composer in a parallel world, the proxy's position is perilous. Still, as producer, I am bound by like, the rules. You sound like one of the. You sound like a white rapper who's like the perilous <laughs> proxy. The pup pup pup. Uh. As producer, I am bound by the rules. I can offer him no help. All I can do is guide him to the Shibuya River. Call it luck or fate. Even by himself, the proxy has managed to form a pact. He's partnered to beat. Now a reaper, 
who is himself fixated on reaching the river. As such, guiding the proxy will require little work on my part. Still, I haven't uncovered the conductor's strategy for this final week. I can't afford to relax quite yet. The second report from Beats Week, this is Secret Report 16. The conductor has used Beats Betrayal as an excuse to issue an emergency call. With it, the composer's rules for the UG are essentially suspended. After weeks of concealing the composer's absence, the conductor finally has absolute authority. At the same time, he's made Red Skull Pins mandatory for all Reapers. Now, most of Shibuya has a Red Skull Pin. The stage has been set for the conductor's counterattack. Furthermore, he's cordoned off each area of the Yuji with walls. I could leave the Yuji, elevate my vibe, and pass through <laughs> them quite easily. But to what end? I am bound to the Yuji, and thus my hands are tied. I cannot reach the composer, nor do I know in which parallel world he's hiding. For now, all I can do is use my second sight to watch the game's progress. Beat Day 3, Secret Report 17. Rather than head to the Shibuya River, the proxy has begun wandering the streets, apparently in pursuit of the Game Master. Konishi, this round's Game Master, seems mainly interested in saving her own skin. She appears a lo loyal follower of the Conductor, but the appearance of a promising candidate for Composer would quickly change her tune. At this point, she has been working hard to recover the Conductor's trust after her slip the first day. She has issued a single six-day mission, one that exploits Beat's greatest weakness, Rhyme. Her plan is to panic the pair into committing some fatal error while keeping watch from her front row seat within Beat's shadow. This serves both to restore her standing with the conductor and to avenge the blow to her pride. Beat's greatest desire is to bring her back to life. Even if revived though, Rhyme still lost the game. Her entry fee is non-refundable. I do not know what the girl's entry fee was, but a life without it, the thing she held most dear, would be filled with grief and hardship. Hmm. But is the void in one's heart caused by loss never filled? I think it can be, but it may take some time, but something else will come along to fill that empty space, so long as one enjoys the present. In other words, we need more mourn the loss of that which we hold dear. If only more people realize this, dot dot dot. <laughs> Weird time for you to just be posting, but okay. <laughs> the composer did not impose the entry upon players to cause them anguish. I'm assuming that's supposed to be entry fee. Yeah, yeah. Did not impose the entry fee upon players to cause them anguish. In experiencing life without the thing one most values, players are forced to re-examine just mm. how crucial those th things really are. The hope is that by the close of the game, players will be able to take a hard look at themselves and be able to take on the future with a new outlook on life. Makes sense. The entry fee exists to force players to see the truth about themselves. It is a test posed by the composer to spur players' self-enlightenment. That'd be cool if they didn't fucking die if they failed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, all right, you had a good idea for a second. Because, like, it is only seven days if you live. But also, they're already dead. So, like... Maybe a little bit. Right. They're, they're held in they, they, purgatory. They, they died and didn't... And they're, like, halfway there. So, they're being mm -hmm. put here for a second chance. Seems to be the, the case. They... Which, you know, it's, it's hard not to view a lot of this through the lens of, of Sora at this point. But I, yeah. am, I am thinking about that this whole time. Beat Day 4, Secret Report 18. The Conductor has begun his work with the Red Skull Pins. By bringing Shibuya's collective consciousness in line with his own, he hopes to accomplish his goal of rebuilding Shibuya. The Conductor's seal is unparalleled among Reapers. 
His strong presence was central to the composer's ability to govern Shibuya, an area considered exceptionally chaotic even among the Higher Plains denizens. That the composer would consent to base his plans for Shibuya's destruction on a game with the conductor shows his unwavering trust in his subordinate. The unification of minds is the natural state of the higher plane. Given time, it might happen throughout the underground. The current Yuji, however, is not ready. People have erected walls around their minds, dividing their collective consciousness. They coexist independently, like the cells that make up a large... Where did I get the word large? <laughs> I don't I just, like, inserted a lot. I guess I just run a long, long, man. <laughs> uh, they coexist independently, like the cells that make up a single human being. While the player pin holds imagination strong enough to pass through those walls, the pin's user's own barriers are strengthened. Were that not the case, the incoming flood of other minds could erode at the user's own consciousness. Consequently, those who hold player pins cannot be scanned. That's interesting. I just, I don't know. I guess I just assumed it was just like, yep, that's how it works. They have the thing that can't be scanned. But like, that it lets them it break lets them through put the barriers of barrier. thought, but their own barrier is stronger. That's interesting. He continues, why does individuality exist? This is something the conductor has overlooked. Everything that exists has a purpose. Obsessed with his egoistic protection of Shibuya, the conductor has blinded himself to the facts. With his blind ego funneled into everyone in Shibuya, the city's destruction is not far off. So long as there is individuality, it is impossible to fully eliminate loneliness. There's no such thing as a shared reality. There's no... Okay. I guess he just <laughs> means that, like, everyone's perspective is a unique existence, kind of a phenomenology thing. Even people who believe they share a connection are not truly connected. They must actually make contact, clash, and learn about others through their through their foreignness. Differences should not be denied. They should be accepted and enjoyed. People must realize this if Shibuya is to be spared from destruction. Yeah, that's all. That's all fine. That's all. Yeah, I, mean, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Secret Report 19. I've detected an energy spike here. It would seem Minamimoto has returned. I judged his revival unlikely after spotting his taboo refinery sigil on the first day, but it appears Minamimoto's imagination is much stronger than I'd anticipated. The fallen angel must have completed the array for, for him. A troubling thought. Uh, <laughs> who can say what impact this will have on the composer and the conductor's game? Minamimoto has one goal now, to find the composer and erase him. Minamimoto has been tracking the composer's movements. He must know that the composer frequents this cafe. Chances are he'll pay a visit himself. As for the composer, I have yet to receive any word from him. Could the composer's abilities now be so limited that he cannot even reach me? I may need to contact myself in the parallel worlds uh. to help search for him. Let me expand on the concept of parallel worlds. First, <laughs> I have to tell you about parallel universes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he, literally <laughs> he literally says it. Let me expand on the concept of parallel worlds. Holy shit. Oh, oh I joked, um... I can't believe I, I I joked about this being world lines earlier, but I can't believe that if that's like actually what's setting up and and being followed up on in Kingdom Hearts, that Sora is gonna have to fucking adjust his vibe. <laughs> All right. Check your vibes. Check Sora. your fucking vibe, Sora. This continues. In life, reality is made up of a continuous string of choices and the consequences of those choices. Every time a choice is made, the option not selected branches off and exists as its own reality, a parallel world. 
That is interesting considering that this game has multiple choices, but they don't uh-huh. actually like affect the game you're playing. I think it just is like, hey, yeah, there's a parallel world for each one, which is an interesting way to, to, uh-huh. to do it, especially considering how like we've kind of juggled the idea of world lines with uh, Kingdom Hearts bullshit. I don't want to mm. assume they are the same. Because I don't know if that was intended when this game came out in 2007. I doubt it, but I, I I don't think so at all. But I think Even there the is Kingdom a Hearts possibility is... of retrofitting it. Yeah, right? that's like... what I was going to say. Like, I think, I think Kingdom Hearts might be maybe pulling some of this in the future. But I, I, I want to take this as it exists in 2008. Um, yep. So each, each, each not selected branch makes a parallel world. Countless numbers of such parallel worlds exist within a single plane be it the RG or the UG, and travel among them is possible through the use of imagination. Theoretically, anyone can jump to a parallel world, but penetrating the membrane between worlds requires uptuning one's vibe. This limits the pool of, of beings able to make the trip. Additionally, stress caused by... Is, is Sora just fucking tuning his vibe when he's, like, saving everyone at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3? I mean, what else would he be doing? How else would you describe it? <laughs> a good question. I guess we'll find out in a month. Additionally, the stress caused by breaking through the barrier can pull down the traveler's base vibe. If the vibe dips, the frequency may, may, the frequency may be too low to pass through the barrier. In the worst cases, it may render the traveler unable to return to his or her original world. Just say they. Return to their original world. Conversely, angels are beings meant to jump between worlds. Thus, such, such travel is a simple matter. This is also making me think of Joshua bouncing between the split worlds and, and Dream Job Distance, but we'll get there next oh, week. Oh, interesting, yeah. Uh, angels have a higher base vibe than the frequency of the underground. Uh, that's, that's what the hidden values are, right, in Pokemon, is, is the, the vibe <laughs> base stat? Vibes. Base vibe yeah. stat? Um, angels have higher base vibes than the frequency of the underground, allowing them to leave the UG, then tune their vibe to that of the desired parallel world. Cool. Next one's short. Fucking whatever. Uh, it's a lot, but I, I think C- it's something that I'm just gonna, like, chew on for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> angels do have a higher base vibe than the frequency of the underground, allowing them to leave the there UG, any angels then tune Kingdom- their vibe to that of the desired parallel world. <sighs> That's a fucking sentence. Are there any angels in Kingdom Hearts except for Je- literally Joshua? Um, no. Okay, cool. Beat Day 6, Secret Report 20. I have located the composer. He is in a world where Tin Pin Slammer, of all things, reigns supreme. I am off to retrieve him. Minamamoto has definitely targeted this shop, and not with friendly intentions. It is essential that I leave here immediately. So that's who trashed his shop, that makes sense. I will leave the key pin to the Shibuya River for the proxy. He should know what to do from there. Shibuya's fate has been placed in the proxy's hands. It is no longer safe for me in the UG. My work here is done. All that remains is to retrieve the composer from the parallel world and bring him back to this one. So that was the key pin for the river. It just doesn't matter when... Right. Okay. So, so day seven is 22, not 21. Oh. Report huh. 21 comes from another right. day. An- because that's the timeline there makes sense. That yes, goes it goes to another day. Do you want to the- you want to talk about the Pork City stuff and do it in the, the chronological order of the report? Let's do it. Yeah, cool. So uh, if you go to Pork City in another day, uh, the Tin Pin Slammer alternate reality that we now know is a little bit canon, at least it- it's can just not important canon. 
Um, it's extended universe. <laughs> yeah. It's an, it literally is an else world. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy actually decided it wasn't canon when, uh, when, uh, uh. when, when Disney bought it. But anyways, uh, so when you go to Pork City, how would you describe, like, in between each floor, Neku talks to himself a little bit? Yeah, he's talking about Hanakoma. He's, like, looking for Hanakoma. This, to be clear, this is the alternate Neku from Tin Pin Slammer yes. world. Is like, looking for Hanakoma, talking about how they've known each other for a while. But it's weird that he would be in this weird tower. I don't know. Yeah, he just kind of talks about, like, his relationship with him. But it's, like, clearly this places Neku's relationship with him. I don't know. And, if... and presumably with this places Hanakoma, maybe? I think think so i mean i could we could i could find it because i can't imagine there's that many of them in the script i just think i just i don't think it's necessarily made clear but i don't think that so he gets to the top of the tower and he finds the hanakoma we know and love from the main universe i don't believe that we're meant to believe that that hanakoma had a relationship with this neku but that there is a hanakoma for this universe that has a relationship with Neku. I think that's the intended interpretation. That's what I got as well. Um, so when you go to Pork City, you see him outside, um, and Neku's like, oh, hey, I'm going to go see what he's doing, and you go up all the different floors. Uh, on the first floor, he just says it seems... Here, he's All of this is in his head. He's thinking, of course. He's like, this place seems familiar. Uh, on the second floor, uh, he's, he says, he's kind of a... Mr. Hanakom is kind of a mystery. He's got his incognito life as cat. Then there's that quirky cafe. I swear it's closed more than it's open. Actually, wow, I don't really know anything about him, especially considering how long we've been acquainted. So he knows he's cat. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And he talks about just the time that he talked to him in front of his mural. Um, and he's like, hi, he's been really busy lately. I wish I could help somehow. And he's like, on the 11th floor, he's like, why am I chasing him down? I don't know why I'm doing this. I just am. Uh, and he's worried about him disappearing again because he likes hanging out with him. And then... and then he starts talking about something else. He starts talking about his dead best friend. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And he says something about that it was his fault that his best friend died. Yeah, so on the 11th floor, he's like, I couldn't. So he talks about, like, I'm worried that if I don't, he'll disappear on me, meaning Hanakoma. And then after a pause, a new thought starts, which is, I couldn't handle that again. Thinking back on it now, it was him. He's the re reason I met Mr. H. I wouldn't have found the mural in Utagawa if he hadn't told me about it. He was my one real friend. The only guy in my class I could talk to as an equal. I was fine with that. Just him and me. Man, I miss him. Not that I have a right to. Not after I killed him. <laughs> what the fuck? Neku. I, 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 I would assume he he's, means that in the sense of like he blames blaming himself. yourself for an accident. Yes. Yeah. On the 13th floor, he thinks, I'll never forget that day. We were set to meet up at the usual spot. I asked him to come. I was waiting in front of the cat mural, but he never came. Only later did I hear about the accident. I was so mad. Then I felt awful. I shouldn't have asked him there. If not for me, he'd still be here. It's like I killed him. Now I feel like it's going to happen again. Like I'm going to lose Mr. Hanakoma. I don't think I could take it. It almost broke me last time. If it happened again, I... No, I need to keep him here. Do what I can to help him, so he won't go away. There's gotta be something. There has to be a better way. So who the fuck is he talking about? I don't about? think it's any... I don't think... that You mean the best friend? Yeah, is it just like... I don't think it's anyone we know. I think I, it's just a backstory thing. Okay. I wonder if that's... I wonder if that's true of Neku that we know and love. 
This comes up in A New Day. Okay, okay. Then I'll save it for when we cover it. Yeah. Cool. So ha- all that being said, when you get up to the roof of Pork City, uh, you have this interaction with uh, Mr. Hanakoma, and Mr. H says, hey, phones. And Neku's like, what the fuck does that mean? I've never been called phones before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's when um, it, it becomes very clear that this day is a little more canon. Mr. H says, oh, right. Sorry. Wrong you. And Mr. H continues to say bewildering things that Neku does not pick up on. He's just too nice in this world. And um, he proceeds to say, how can I help you? Can I do anything to help you? Can I work at the, at the cafe? And Mr. Hanakoma says, I know how you can help me. And he starts beating the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Which is to say, I don't know if he becomes or summons two noises. I think we'll find out when we read these last they're two both, reports. Notably, they're both cats. Fuck. Yeah, yep. pan- it's called Panthera yep. Cantus is what it says here in the script. Yeah, he fights. There's a there's a frame of Hanakoma holding up what looks like two feathers, like one red, one blue, mm-hmm. which is interesting because uh, Joshua says, ah, the clashing of red and blue with about Shooter and, and uh, Neku when they fight. That's the last. Because those are their tin pin code names. Yes. Yes, they are. But I, I wonder I wonder how uh, intentional all these coincidences are. Anyways, uh, when you win, Mr. H says, very nice phones. Neku says, why are you attacking me? And Mr. H says, you said you wanted to help me. Uh, that day may come sooner than either of us expect. And then, and then he leaves. So that being said, that seems to be between day six and seven or during day six or day seven. The fuck do you think he means that alternate Neku will help him in the future? Or Neku generally will help him in the future? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. And I think we might find out with a new day. Because that is the, I mean, that is the progression of events. That and, uh, I'm curious about if, one, if we should consider what happens in Dream Drop Distance canon to these, this story. Right. Or not. Um, I think we'll just talk about it next week when we do it. I think we're doing it next week. Because that came out before A New Day. But I don't know. I think after we do it all, then we'll think about it. So, uh, anyways, you do all these chores for another day. And that's how you get Secret Report 21. I think it's my turn to read, right? I, I don't remember. I forgot. I just did a bunch of reading, so I'll let you yeah. do it. Yeah. Secret Report 21. I entered the parallel world and contacted the composer. Unexpectedly, he seemed to be enjoying his stay. In fact, the reason he had not contacted me was because he was too busy playing Tin Pin. Question. I made him... Do you yeah. think the Joshua in Another Day is just our Joshua? Yes. <laughs> okay. I wasn't, I wasn't entirely sure, but I, I do think that he is just like, yell fucking role play Tin Pin. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's why he's so jokey about like, oh, you know, I love people. Uh-huh. Um, I made him promise to meet me at the Shibuya River. In the meantime, I need to hide out so as not to meet myself in this world. Usually, angels existing as multiple entities within the same world poses little problem. However, mine is a somewhat special case. You see, I am the fallen angel who taught Minamimoto how to refine taboo noise. Uh-huh. Minamimoto owes his successful rebirth to the corrections I made to his flawed taboo refinery sigil. I must hide in Pork City for fear that my alternate self in this world may report me on sight. That's so funny. Minamimoto is my backup plan to ensure Shibuya's survival. If the composer does not change his mind, this unique city will be lost. I must prevent that at any cost. Thus, I've deemed it necessary to cross the boundaries angels usually respect. I happily accept the stigma of fallen angel for this cause. Well then, 
It's about time to meet him. After calling the composer and hearing his cheery voice, I feel as if my shadow falls even darker. But darkness has always been husband to light. I sincerely hope that someday my sins will be judged justified. I still hold faith that they will, now and forevermore. One last thing. To the composer's pick, Naku Sakuraba. The future you must choose is within you. I'm glad to have had the chance to meet you. Neat. That's mm-hmm. interesting because, I mean, Minamoto just fucking gets murked anyway. So, But it kind of makes sense why Hanakoma would, like... Oh, for sure. It makes me wonder who these reports are written for, that he doesn't reveal it until he's written 21 of them. Yeah. I almost thought, for a second, I was like, is the Fallen Angel going to be him from a different world? Right. That's what, That was my first thought, but then... Because that would have made sense why he would have not revealed it right away, but this is fine, too. Um, anyways, that leaves us with Report 22, which comes from Beats seventh day uh and it's written after the events of the day um and it says the composer defeated the conductor the composer defeated the proxy however he has stayed his decision to destroy shibuya it seems the course of the game has brought about a change of heart in the composer yes shibuya persists but it is no longer the same city it was a month ago and instead a completely new shibuya has arisen as the composer has changed so Shibuya itself has metamorphosed. Metamorphosed. Metamorphosed? Where, let me, let's see. Uh, yeah, metamorphosed. Yep. One month previous, Shibuya was plagued with problems, dire enough to motivate the composer to destroy it. Today, Shibuya has shifted into what we angels believe to be the optimal parallel world. To complete this puzzle, all of the pieces had to be set in their proper place. If even one was incorrect, the entire picture would be ruined. Rhyme's selfless display of kindness, Higashizawa's bottomless career ambitions, Konishi's heart of stone, the conductor's wild actions born from overflowing love. All of these were necessary if Shibuya was to be born anew. There are no extra pieces, no irrelevant components. Accept society as an ever-changing thing, and your mind will also become flexible. Individuals will link together and enact change throughout society. This is the only way to weather. No, to ride high upon the waves of the ever-changing world. It was no coincidence the composer opted for this simple method in the end. My gratitude goes out to you all. I greatly look forward to what this new Shibuya will become. Thank you. That's neat. That's wild that, like, the, the, the specific group of people he mentions are Megumi, Kanishi, Higashizawa, and Rhyme. Yeah, interesting. But I guess it's, I guess it's just, like, he's, he means, like, even, like, T- taking a random sample of the characters we met, every single one of them had to, it all had to go this way, you know? Yeah, and it's not just the ones that are good. It was also the ones who did things wrong. <laughs> Is Hanakoma Doctor Strange? I mean, yeah, he's cooler than Doctor Strange. That's true. With that, I think that's the end of our podcast for the uh, day. I, I do, I, I mean, this will take like two seconds. Um, but if you beat the game again with all the reports, you do get a very quick secret ending. Oh, I forgot we didn't do that already. <laughs> yeah, because it comes after the reports. I think that's why we waited. So this is now the secret ending of the podcast, where you thought it was over, and then surprise, <gasps> we got it. Uh, so this happens in the credits, after you pretty much get to the end of the credits, but like before Neku takes off his headphones, we cut away to uh, Joshua in his composer form on top of a building, and Mr. Hanakoma is with him. They're watching um, everyone meet up at the statue of Hachiko, 
and of course from behind Shiki, so we will still never see her face. Um, and Mr. H says, you know, this mess is going to have repercussions upstairs. But hey, at least things are back to normal, right? What? You seem down. Hey, it's their world. They get to decide what to do with it. Just, and then Joshua just leaves, um, disappearing into a ball of light and sparkles, this says, but that's true. Angelic white angel form. Uh, and then Mr. H laughs, spreads his own angel wings, and says, some folks just don't take no for an answer, and then goes up the same way as Joshua. Both of those two lights go off into the abyss, and then we go back to Neku taking off his headphones as the game ends, and we see the world begins with you, which is not the original title of the game. We were wrong before. Yeah, whatever. I've been wrong before. It happens. It happens to us all. We said that Repliku wasn't going to be in Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. But now that's the episode. They actually put two of them in there. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking Rikus overall. Yeah. We, we we complained about how many Soras there are for so long, and they were like, ha, you thought. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for for this episode. Another long one. And uh, we'll be back, I think, next week with the Dream Drop Distance stuff. After that, another day. Who knows if that's one episode or two. But where are you on the internet? Who wheels? Twitter.com slash the Travis W and a podcast called Very Random Encounters, where some friends and I play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible. We were recently featured in an article from the website The Gamer <laughs> that called us short. <laughs> or or rather uh smaller. <laughs> Which like and also obscure. But hey, we were mentioned alongside Critical Role and adventure zone and shit so the other ones uh, that was an honor but because we are better than both of those shows combined <laughs> it's very random encounters uh you can find me on twitter at ghost of joe ghost of j oh and what do i want to plug today 294 note streak is over i plugged that last time um i'm just gonna go straight into saying that you should support us on patreon for uh just a dollar or more a month um but we, uh, I just uploaded today the video and the audio of the interstitial live show from Extra Life. Um, the video will be public and free um, in about a week from this, the time that this comes out for real. I scheduled it for just Christmas morning. Um, and the audio will be in the normal interstitial RSS feed that same day. Um, but if you want to go ahead and check it out early, patrons already have it as, as we are recording this now. I, I hit publish. Um, while I waited for wheels to set up. So yeah, go that, go there, do that. It's patreon.com slash memorize cast. It is also in the show notes below. Yeah. I, we, we appreciate all that great support. You can also follow this show on Twitter at memorize cast and in our pinned tweet and in the show notes, you will find a link to our discord server, which you can join, which I'm sure is going to pop off when remind comes out for real. It popped off when, uh, when the trailer uh, leaked, and again when it came out for real. Yeah, and there's also the Orange Groves Discord server. You can find it at theorangegroves.com, which is the podcast network this show is on. You can go check out uh, a bunch of other shows. Uh, we referenced Argonauts earlier. Go check out their, what is that, Sexy 19? Sexy Girl Max 19. That one. That's the one we referenced. If you like angels and weird shit... Uh, that's a good one to uh, to check out. Good podcast. I think good that's people. Argonauts like second or third episode or something. It, it I think one. it was after Frog Fractions, which would make it like fourth. Mm. I don't know. 
anyways, that's that on that. I think that's all that we're that we're that we have to plug, I think. I don't know. Twitter yes. yeah. Twitter, Patreon, Discord, etc. I don't give a shit. Shit's shit it's been and it's been a long episode. Um yeah. so much so that we're not gonna have time to record our Patreon bonus, which is just gonna be a commentary track of the Star Wars Christmas special. Because fuck it. That's a that's been our motto for the past what? Seven how how many how many months have we been doing this show? Like this game? This uh I don't know, but th- we've done like what, twenty two Twoey give yeah episodes? Give, give or take. So, so like that's half a year. Yeah. It it's been near in it. Been since the summer. This that we've pretty much just covered Kingdom Hearts three and this this year. Um and next year we're gonna be doing basically just one game. <laughs> if if my if uh-huh. my estimations are accurate. Um, I can't wait to tell you all what game that's gonna be. I wanna, do, I wanna like do the voice. I wanna do the voice so bad. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, soon, soon. You have much to look forward to when Remind is over. Uh, anyways, that's that. Uh, so that was another day and twenty-two secret reports. Got, Got it. it memorized. Ten four.